And this is just sat, like just audio, right? Like they're not going to yeah. see us. No, they don't see us well, at all. Suzanne has the video, so we have to be nice to her all oh. the time, or she will release it. It's <laughs> not what we want. But see, I am also on the video. Okay, so but you I turn yours like off half the time when we're when we're yeah, talking. Okay, fair. So. As a general practice, aren't we nice to Suzanne anyway? Like, hmm. we should always be. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying that <laughs> you're gonna have to just sit quietly, Suzanne. Okay. This is gonna <laughs> hurt. Don't, don't sneeze. Welcome to Precon Geeks, the podcast where Precon folks geek out on all things pre-construction. Every week, we'll talk about trends impacting the construction industry and emerging tech. You can also tune in to hear exclusive interviews with industry experts. Excited to hear more? Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts now and visit www.beck-technology.com. Well, let's get real, John. Welcome to Precon Geeks, your home for all things pre-construction. I am your host, John Reich, and today I am joined by a special guest uh, from our own Beck Tech uh, implementation team. It is Kristen Verana. How are you doing today, Kristen? I'm great. How are you doing, John? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, I hope you had a great Halloween. I know that you probably had a lot of dress up at your house. Uh, how, how did that, uh, how did your Halloween come out? Uh, a little too much dress up. Um, we dressed up about four times and I was very ready for it to be over. So when the cold front hit, I dressed up as a Floridian in Texas during a cold oh, snap. Sorry. Heavy and jacket. I just, yeah, heavy boots, jacket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was comfortable. Well, if it's under 60 in Florida, that's uh, that's as, you know, that's, that's the winter. apocalypse is coming. Right? Yeah. So 30s, uh, yeah. 30s felt cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 30s, 30s is definitely 30s is cold regardless. I mean, I went to school in Michigan and that's still cold. Even if it's cold like that for six months, it's that's still cold. It's still not pleasant. So, um, so yeah, so we brought Kristen on today because we wanted to talk about some uh, something very cool that we have going on at Beck Tech. Um, it, it's a thing you've probably heard about, but we we are coming out with some new content that we put together for our uh, clients in terms of building their database and helping build assemblies for their database and helping them better use the product and use the product a little bit more quickly. So, um, so Kristen, can you tell us a little bit about how this came about? I know that you're working in implementations all the time. So can you kind of lay out what your what your day-to-day is like in that implementation process? Yeah, so um, for the past couple of years, I've been working with um, kind of our, our larger clients, our strategic um, clients with their implementations, and they tend to be highly custom and span, uh, I don't know, a, a duration of like six to 12 months, uh, depending on how long their scope of work is. Um, And one of the consistent stumbling blocks in all of the implementations I've worked on is the assembly creation piece. And I don't know, um, you know, a a lot of groups are familiar with assemblies, so it's not a lack of familiarity. I think maybe it's um, not realizing how much work it takes to generate the logic behind an assembly and the first one and the second one are fun and then you get to the fifth one and the tenth one the fifteenth one and people are really like fatigued like they don't want to sit down and jot stuff on paper for the tenth week in a row meeting with me 
they want to use the program. You know, they don't want to be uh, working in, in uh, Excel formulas and things like that. Um, so the, I, I kind of saw this as a trend, a trending problem and, mm-hmm. a, and really for this overall schedule, like how do you keep people on track to finish on time when they're just kind of overwhelmed with their workload and fatigued with this, this thing that's no longer very exciting for them. Um, and then the other part was, uh, you know, nobody's really writing assemblies that are different than other assemblies. Like they may have some, some twists and turns, but like the, a slab on grades, a slab on grades kind of thing. Um, and so I, I talked with uh, a lot of people, you included, on how we could solve this, this problem that seems to hit on every single implementation. Um, and that's how this, this kind of packaged content came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was personally invested in it because it would, it would make uh, schedules run smoother. It would get clients up and running faster. It would keep the excitement going and, and prevent that fatigue of, um, you know, the, the hard but not fun work of implementation. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how we came up with, let's, let's come up with, I think we had a goal initially of six or a hundred, a hundred assemblies. Um, and then we talked with our team and got ideas from everyone and then kind of paired through and thought what, what the best uses would be uh, for a first round. And we came up with close to 60 um, that I think are really awesome daily use type uh, assemblies for the most part. Um, and uh, so we've got those, you know, those written and we're, we're working on packaging, uh, packaging them now with the idea that clients, um, they don't have to put in all of that legwork to reinvent the wheel. The wheel's already there. And they can spend their time uh, fine-tuning that wheel if, if they need to, or they can just use the wheel as it comes um, on day one. Yeah, I think that's that's the part that I find the most fascinating is, and you know, I kind of intuitively knew this because I've worked at a few different construction companies in my career, and everyone has their own special way of doing things. But if you look at the root of it, it's all basically the same stuff. Like you said, a slab is a slab. I mean, a slab on grade is the same. You basically build it the same. You pretty much have to estimate it the same too. Like you might go into more detail or less detail. You might strategize about how you're going to make it more efficient, but it's still got to have, you know, vapor retarder. You still have the mud. You still have finishing. You still have rebar. Still have all those parts and pieces, and you still have to estimate yeah. it basically the same way. So, exactly. That's that's the part I always find funny is everyone you, you talk to everyone and they're like, oh no, I do it completely differently. Well, how do you do it? Pretty much the same way you do, but I add this, which makes it so unique. So, um, so I think I really think this is going to go a long way towards helping people because now they can focus on the difference instead of building the whole thing from scratch, right? Yeah, and I I think sometimes. Uh, people get caught up in the, what could it have? And so they like with the blank, almost like blank page syndrome, they don't know where to start. And so they have a hard time uh, continuing to make progress because they're getting caught kind of in the beginning steps. It's really nice to see something completely laid out and then you can adjust and fine tune the things that you care about. And you don't get so caught up in the, 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 infrastructure of how that Mm -hmm. assembly is built you can focus on the stuff that matters which is your output yeah i think this is this is pretty similar to uh if you're putting together a conceptual estimate 
and you go and ask an architect, well, what's in the building? I have no idea. But if you tell them what's, what you think is on the building, they'll tell you you're wrong. So it's, it's the same idea with this assembly. We can, we're going to give you an assembly and you can tell us how we're wrong and you can fix it a lot easier than you can write it from scratch. It's John, it's totally that. Like you don't know what you want until you know what you don't want. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that helps clients get what they want sooner. Um, and they're not finding out what they don't want when they're in the production environment. You know, they're not working as much in theory. They've they've got something more concrete that they can refine and figure out what they want. And then when they go off to production, they've got that fine-tuned assembly. Yeah, and I think that's um that definitely is going to help. We're going to be able to get people in the product faster, which is really the name of the game, right? Is you, you, and I think, I know that you've worked largely with our larger clients and some of our more lengthy uh, implementations. Uh, but if you're looking at, a, at someone who's coming in with like a two seat uh, license, right? They, they have two estimators in their, in their shop. They, if they take six to eight months to implement when they only have two estimators, that's a lot of very long time to value that they're that they're getting. And this way we can get them in and potentially have them up and running in the product in a couple of weeks, right? I mean, you you give them a, an estimate, you give them a database that has a bunch of pre-made assemblies that they can come in and they can start working with. Then they should be able to start using the product right away. We can tweak it later, but they can at least start using the product and start generating estimates right off the bat. And then one one of the other things that I uh, I noticed and several of my peers have noticed during implementation um, is that assemblies really help enhance automatic pricing and it helps automatic pricing feel a lot more automatic. And so if people can can experience um, several assemblies, you know, dozens of assemblies and feel that that automatic nature, that automation, um, it helps them be more productive on day one too. And it also yeah. uh, reduces the learning curve a little bit of attaching multiple materials to, um, or multiple line items to a, a takeoff and things like that. That's already kind of done for them with an assembly. Yeah. So one of the things that I know that we are addressing in-house and that our clients are probably gonna wonder is if they have an existing database and they wanna take these new assemblies that we built and they wanna test them out and see how, they, how they're gonna work, what what exactly is that process going to look like? Yeah, so we um, are in the process of creating some Lessonly content. Hopefully, all of our all of our users are familiar with Lessonly and have seen Lessonly content grow exponentially. I think this year, John. I don't know about you, but the amount yeah. of modules we had last year to this year is just um, incredible. I think um, so. We'll have Lessonly content that that guides a client um, on how to either just import as, as is and um, assign their line item numbers uh, to our line items. And they can kind of use, use as much uh, as they want of our content, um, all the way down to customizing line item numbers, line item description, unit of measure, all of their WBS properties. Um, we'll have modules on how to add options to the choices, how to add whole choices, how to remove choices. And I, I think we, um, as a team, did a good job um, of making them making the assemblies fairly detailed. So hopefully most of our clients would be chopping detail out versus going through and thinking of things to add. 
Um, so it should be relatively straightforward to, to get an assembly um, where you want. And then there's an example of um, like, we have several kind of self-performed concrete assemblies. And I've noticed also across implementations, there are offices that do things differently within the same company. Like there are some that they just care about concrete and uh, rebar and formwork, and they don't care about anything else that, that comes with it. We tried to order the choices in an assembly so that people within the same company that do things differently can kind of hit the hits first and just not answer the rest. But the people right. who do care about it, they can go through and answer all of the detail. So they kind of get a, a, a two for one there. Um, they don't they don't have to modify it for one person. They can just not answer what what doesn't apply to them. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense because everyone does things a little bit differently, even um, just depending on the stage of the document, stage of the estimate, like you're going to do things one way at the beginning, you're going to do something very different at the end. So it makes sense that we offer. Yeah. We definitely want to make sure we offer that for sure. So um, the last piece of this, because I, I know that um, if we, this is not only about assemblies, correct? We, we also have a full line item database that's going to go with this, right? Yeah. So um, we have the we had an existing line item database, and when we created all of the um, all of the new assemblies, all of the new line items that were generated from those assemblies um, were pushed to that database. Um, in addition, many of our clients have bid day, and one of the challenges in implementation during bid day is going through. The line items database and assigning bid packages to all mm -hmm. of those line items. We've gone through and created a couple dozen bid packages uh, that clients can use right off the bat with bid day if, if that's uh, a numbering system they like. Um, so it, it makes bid day usable on day one as well, which is a huge, uh, a huge win, I think. Yeah, no, that again, if you're talking about a, 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 if you only have one or two estimators in your firm and you need to get value out pretty quickly, that's the best way to do it. Is you just get kind of prepackaged content, go in and start using it right away. And then it's easily editable down the road, right? You can always make the changes yeah. after the fact. Oh, of course. And and John, I'll tell you as, as the person who's been spending a good amount of time adding all of these categories uh, to the line items database, Collectively, we've saved clients a lot of time because it's, uh, it is, it, you know, it's not hard work, but it's long work and maybe not the most fun work to just code line items for hours on end. Yeah, that is, uh, having done this at a couple of firms before I came over the, the back tech side of things, it is, it's not hard. Like, it's not like I have to sit and really mentally challenge myself all the time, but there's a lot of work to it and there's a lot of making sure things are communicating back and forth correctly and there's a lot of cross-referencing of data so that's that does require you know work to go into it it might not be like rocket science but it is still you know it takes time and takes energy and takes effort for sure that's that's for certain and and you know the great thing about the way that our cost databases are set up is as is, is you're right you, nothing is uh nothing is set in stone and permanent. Everything is, is modifiable. So if a company thinks of something, thinks of a line item in a different bid package, and that's the way they buy it out in their region, they can make that change in their cost database. And that's what will show up in their estimates. Yeah. Um, and likewise, there are just 
there are just scopes of work that naturally bounce between bid packages just because of who, who wants to, you know, who you can get to do that work on a, on a project. So it has that flexibility. Awesome. Well, so it sounds like it's a pretty good, pretty good package that we're coming out with. Um, as far as I know, and this is, I'm just going to put this out there. This, this is always subject to change. So the, the current plan that we have is to, we're going to have all this package content at the end of the year, uh, ready to go out so that by, uh, either into this end of 2023, going into early 2024, uh, any of our clients that want to get this, we'll be able to get the access to that. So I will say for any of our clients who are listening that are interested in adding these new assemblies that we built on, or just at least test driving them to see what they look like, uh, please reach out to our team. You can reach out to customer success at vectechnology.com, or you can reach out to your implementation specialist, or if you're in the sales process, you can reach out to your salesperson. Uh, and we're more than happy to show you guys what we have and how we would implement it with your team. Um, other than that, I think that pretty much wraps it up for what we've talked about today. So did you have anything else that you wanted to add, Kristen? No, I just want to thank you for having me on. This is something that I've been super passionate about for a while. And it's been uh, it, it, it's a group effort for sure, but it, it uh, has been my baby on a daily basis for most of this year. So it's really awesome to hear clients excited about it. Like at Precon World, people are coming up and asking about it. And it's exciting, um, you know, hearing my my teammates getting pumped about it too, because it's going to make their clients' lives easier. So it's 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 an exciting time that it's uh, it's almost here. Yeah, yeah. I know you've been working really hard on this. So uh, congrats to you for getting this out the door. And and well, not yet, but very close to out the door. And it's then, so uh, close to out the door. Out. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, I think you're about ready to be done with it. So that's uh, it's it's good. I guess it's uh, I've I haven't personally experienced this, but I guess it's like having a baby. You're you're ready for it to be done when it's over, and then you're just like, out, be done with uh, it. So, and Suzanne's cringing over here. She's laughing and cringing at me, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. As, as someone who's had right, a well, baby, I'd say it's not it's not quite the same, but um, but <laughs> still very exciting nonetheless. Probably not. No, I I it's not as quite a big a commitment as having a child. That's for sure. So. All right, so we're going to wrap it up for today. And uh, thank you very much for coming on, Kristen. Looking forward yeah, to- Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Uh, the package content coming out at the end of this year, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys on the next one. Have a good one.